happening at verse 7. I'm continuing on in, in this series I've been talking about um, the soul and the body and how those two things are connected to each other, the spirit within us and our outer bodies, and those are really two sides of the same coin, and how society tends to want to separate those two things, and however I feel on a certain day is, is who I am in my identity. And, um, and, but, but God has given us a body to anchor us to the reality of the material world, and He has given us a spirit to anchor us to, to the um, immaterial world, to, to, and God Himself is spirit. And, uh, but both of those things together are what make a human being. It's not one or the other. It's not my inner self, it's my true self. Um, we are people created in, in, in a material body with an immaterial spirit within us. And, and they are one. Just as Christ was one in Himself, the God-man we talked about last time. But, this, but society today keeps saying that we need to follow our hearts, uh, follow our inner self. Uh, just, just follow your heart and everything will be okay. Um, we, we, we continue to hope in, in, in whatever. We, we don't define what that hope is. I, I think it's hope in, our, in ourselves. And uh, the Bible says that uh, that's not where we need to place our hope. Our, our hope is not found in ourselves. Our hope is not found within our hearts. It's found in God, in Himself. So, in Jeremiah chapter 17, beginning at verse 7, <clears throat> it says this, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream <clears throat> and does not fear when heat comes, for, it, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Moon. You've heard the phrase over and over again, follow your heart. And, and uh, too often we, 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 we've taken that phrase, and really and truly it, it's more of a sentimental phrase than, than it is um, offering any sort of reality. Um, what, it, what it's really doing is, is it's um, relativizing our, our, ourselves and, and relativizing any kind of truth or any kind of morality. Uh, truth is truth. Tr truth reflects reality, the reality of things. And, and um, when, when we talk about things like my truth, we're, we're trying to personalize and, and individualize a person's ideas. And, and in our society, we're even trying to reflect that in our government um, and, 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 and in the laws that, that we're putting forth. Uh, try, trying to... Um, help people who um, are, are in some sort of identity crisis um, and, and, and in, so, in, in, in kind of some kind of psychological really danger and, and, and affirming them in that 
saying that, okay, we, we, we're wanting to recognize each individual and, and, um, and, 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 and even individual uh, separate groups of people um, that, that, that are really in a minority. I mean, um, and, and, and trying to give them certain rights. And, and that, that goes with, with the idea of, of um, the LGBTQ activists who, who want uh, their rights affirmed. And while I agree that, that every person is, is um, given human rights and is endowed by their creator with certain rights, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to cater to a particular group of people. Um, human beings are human beings. They, they, they deserve rights. But, 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 but for us to try to bend reality and, 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 and bend um, what, what's true and what we see right before us in order to make a certain group feel good or, or you know, funnel certain money to them and, or, um, or trying to buy their vote, whatever it is, whatever the motivations are in doing these things, um, you know, Sometimes people like to pat themselves on the back in virtue signal and say, look, look how we're lifting the, this particular group up who, who is, is wanting to live, live, live by their own um, standards and live by their, their own um, thoughts about their own identity. And, and, and what we tend to do is separate um, the inner life from, from the reality of, of our biology. Um, it's, you know, trying to affirm these things it is wrong for us to do because... People are in identity crises, crises and, and, and they need to um, be helped to find the, their, their identity in, within the truth instead of affirming all these different um, marginalized, supposedly, or, or small groups of, of people and expecting you know, the, the majority of people to, to bend to their whims because they feel a certain way. But even in a more general way, there's a sentiment among people today, especially in our country and especially in Western culture, that, that, that what we need to do is just follow our hearts, follow what our heart tells us, um, and, and usually that, that involves a pursuit of happiness. And I've talked about, about it before. Uh, there, there's this um, religion in America that, that's um, outside of, of, of what the Bible teaches and what Christianity teaches, but that many churches are adopting, and that, that's this um, moralistic, therapeutic deism. And I've talked about those terms before, but just, just as a, a, you know, a refresher, so to speak, um, we, we tend to be, um, we, we, we tend to look towards our own happiness, and that's what the therapeutic part comes in. We tend to look for our own happiness and, and, and happiness becomes the, the biggest pursuit. And whatever's going to make me happy um, is what I need to pursue. And it's moralistic in the sense that, well, as long as I'm a good person in my own eyes, you know, I, I set the, the definition of what's, what's right and what's wrong. As long as I'm a good person in my eyes, I'm going to make it to heaven someday. And the last part of that, deism, uh, deism is the old idea that while God exists and that He created the universe, He is no longer involved in it, except when I need something from Him. Th 
God is not a slot machine that we pull out of our pockets and, and, and use anytime we need something. God, God is God, and He is the sovereign God of the universe, and he is, he is the maker of all things, and He is in control of it. And we need to get, uh, get our hearts and minds set on Him if, if, if we want to find any kind of peace and happiness and, and identity and wholeness within ourselves, we need to seek the Lord. The fall of Adam is, is what caused this whole corruption of the heart. Jeremiah is, is, is really, I'm looking back at Psalm 1 here a little bit, uh, uh, the, a song of, of, the, of, of the ancient uh, Jewish people, which became the song of the church as well. But he said, you know, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. But he also says in verse um, 10 there, I mean, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Or another way of saying that is desperately wicked. It cannot do anything for itself because it's so desperately wicked. It cannot help itself. And who can understand it? In other words, who can fathom the depths of deceitfulness and corruption that lies within the human heart? And it's all because of, of the fall. When Adam took of that fruit, he could have stopped Eve from doing it, um, but when Adam himself took of that fruit, and, and both, well, both Adam and Eve took of the fruit, but Adam in particular should have been showing Eve the right way because he had been taught specifically by God what the command was. He, he should have been, been a keeper of his, a protector of his wife from, from the deceits of the devil, I think. But as soon as that fall happened, they, they, they were, realized that they were naked and they felt guilt and shame for what they had done. And, and that in itself was, was destructive. It destroyed their relationship because when God showed up on the scene and began asking them what happened, first thing Adam does is that he blames Eve and then Eve blames the serpent. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's a relationship killer because Adam was responsible. He knew what he did. Eve was responsible even though she was deceived. And, of course, the devil was responsible for perpetuating that, that deceit. And so God cursed all three of them. But the result of that one disobedience and, 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 and led to all of this guilt and shame and separation and eventually corrupted the generations after them. Cain killed his brother Abel out of jealousy. And if you don't believe in, in the deceitfulness and the utter corruption of the human heart, all you have to do is, is, is watch the, the news programs every week. And, and, and it's getting, it seems to be waxing worse and worse right now in our cities as we begin to say, Let's defund the police. Let, let, let's uh, let people... Um, if, 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 the idea is if, if, if we allow people to operate um, as they should, it, it'll give them a chance to choose good and, and, and all this utopian stuff. But, we're getting rid of, but, but they're forgetting about the deceitfulness and the wickedness of the human heart. And it's unfathomable. I'm not going to encourage people to go watch any kind of specials, but... Um, that there's all kinds of, of, of programs on regular TV now um, of, of these um, uh, uns uh, murders. Some of them are unsolved, some of them are solved, and they go through and recount the whole story. 
of how evil people can be towards one another. It, it's, it's terrible. Uh, one of the um, Emmy-nominated streaming shows right now is, 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 is the one that Netflix produced on uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. And we know um, who he is. He, he was the, the cannibalist. And a very wicked, if you want to understand how, how, how unfathomable and desperately wicked the heart is, all you got to do is, is look at those, those, what, what people have done in the past. And, and, and you can see that. And you can say, well, people can choose to be good and people can choose to be bad. Well, you know, um, I, I think people can, can choose the, the good over the bad. But, but that still doesn't mean that their heart is not desperately wicked and, and completely un, unfixable. And, and as a guide, therefore, it, it becomes terrible. And even Jesus uh, says that um, in, in, in the New Testament, uh, he, he confronted the Pharisee, or the Pharisees confronted him about dietary laws, not washing your hands before you eat. That, that was a ritual. Now, we know that washing our hands before we eat is probably a good thing because of health reasons. But he's talking about um, uh, being ritually pure in, in that, that section there. And Jesus tells them, it's not what I take into my mouth that that's unclean. Because um, what, what comes in um, is, is processed and dispelled from the body, he says. But, you know, it passes into the stomach and then, then goes out of us. He said, but what really corrupts a man is what comes out of his heart. Because the heart of mankind has been so corrupt. And he even lists the things in that passage where he talks about this. Evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. All of those things come from, from a corrupted and wicked an evil heart within us. And if, and if we, we are left as, as individuals who, who think that, okay, I can follow my heart um, and, 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 and find happiness in this life, all the heart is going to do is, is mislead you because it is deceitful and deceptive. It wasn't long after the fall, if, if you remember when... Um, uh, Moses is the writer of Genesis and he talks about the days of Noah and how violent it had become. And he says that, that every thought of the intentions of their heart was only evil all the time. We are desperately wicked. We cannot fathom the depths of, of, of how far human beings um, will go. And yet we're saying that we, we want to follow our own Hearts. We want to follow our own minds. And as long as we, we follow, follow that, um, th th then we'll be okay. And, and, and we'll find happiness in life. Do whatever makes you happy is the same idea of follow your heart. But happiness can be a fleeting thing. Happy, happiness can, can uh, end... Happiness in the sense of pursuing our own um, hearts and in our own minds. And, and a lot of times when we talk about happiness, we're talking about seeking the pleasures, uh, uh, self-pleasures um, that, that are in this world. If, 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 if we do that, we're going to end up finding ourselves um, hurt. We're going to find ourselves 
caught up in, in, in maybe sinful habits. If we follow our hearts, we're, we're, we're following a deceitful and blind guide. And the only thing that we can do as, as a human person, if, 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 if we're following the, our, if, if we're left to our own devices and following only our inner selves, and, 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 and looking towards our... And what happens is our motivations are corrupted so that we begin using our flesh and our bodies for that corruption, which is never what God intended. God did not intend for us to use our bodies for sin. But, that, but again, that comes from the motivations of the heart and the deceitfulness and the corruption therein. And the only thing that we can do is to give ourselves to God. The only way that we can solve the desperate wickedness of our hearts is to recognize that God is the one who made me. God is the one who intended me to be good. God intended me to be in His image. And we talked about what that image is. God is, is ultimate goodness and, and He only wants good for me because I know this because God's Word revealed that to us. God, God is good. He made us good. And only He is good. When we give ourselves to Him, what we do is we find truth that is an anchor for both our spirit and what we do in our bodies. And He is the only one who can turn that corruption around. He's the only one that, that, that can uh, get rid of that deceit in our hearts. When we, when we surrender to, to the reality of God, what we find is that He loved us. He's loved us from the beginning. And He's wanted our relationship with us. And, he, and he, He's wanted to care for us. He's wanted to provide for us. God, God wants our good. And even though we've constantly turned away from Him and slapped His hand away, God keeps offering that hand to people. But if we follow Him as, as, as the anchor to reality and as the anchor of truth, what we soon find is that our identity is in Him. We were made in God's image. And as we talked about a few weeks ago, we, we, we were made for God's purposes, God's good purposes. We, we, we were to be the rulers of this earth under Him. We were called all these certain things to be caretakers of God's world. To, 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 to share in, in His good pleasure. To have His provisions. He, he provided a lush garden for Adam and Eve. He, he can do the same thing for us in our own lives. God did all these things because He loves humanity and because He, he wants to care for humanity. He made, made us out of His love and in His image so that we could relate to Him and commune with Him. And therefore, if, if, that's, if those are the things that God made us for, then, then our identity is not just found in, in ourselves or, or however our heart feels. It, it's, it's what God wants and, and what, he, what He has made us for, the purposes for which He has made us for. And, and, and if we're focusing on our hearts and our own will and way, and, and, and however we feel, and we're focused on our emotions and our own passions, then, then we're going to fail to see uh, the ultimate reality. Our, 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 our bodies are going to be in chaos 
We're, we're going to be in chaos in this world because our emotions are fleeting. Our passions change from time to time. Um, our motivations change. Pe people hurt us and offend us. And, and, and we have broken hearts and broken minds sometimes because, because um, of, of all our relationships. But if we follow God, God anchors us. This is part of the reason why when Christianity went out into the world, it had a civilizing effect because it, it taught um, moral principles. And, and, and even in places where people didn't necessarily come out of their sin and follow Christ, it still had a civilizing effect in the world. But for those who did come to Christ and, and for those who uh, did surrender to Him, He transformed them. He transformed th th these disciples. You know, P Peter was a guy who um, was a rough and tumble guy, and he, um, you know, he kind of wanted things his own way a lot of times. Jesus had to rebuke him a few times. But after that crucifixion and resurrection, and when the Holy Spirit later on fell upon Peter, he becomes the leader of, of the group, so to speak, and, and he becomes one of the greatest spokesmen for, for the gospel. And, and he goes out and he preaches to people. And, and, he, and he and John go out um, healing people, touching them in, in Jesus' name. The, the rough and tumble guy who wanted his own, own way, uh, the, the, the hard-headed fisherman, so to speak, becomes the greatest advocate for Jesus Christ. He can change a person's heart. And he, he can give us purpose and identity if we but surrender ourselves to Him and allow Him to change us. Body, soul, mind, and strength. Jesus gives, gives the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. The strength refers to your body in that, in that, that portion of it. Every part of your being Give it over to given over to God because you love Him, and then love your neighbor as much as you love yourselves. You could even say, "Love your neighbor as much as you love your own body." <laughs> th th those are great and glorious purposes, and they automatically bring happiness to people, and and, and joy to people. When you find when, when you give yourself over to God and trust in Him rather than, than your own heart, what, what you'll find is that God loves you and that He has made you the way, exactly the way that he has, he's, he's made you. And He has great purposes for you. We, we, we've, we've all drifted from those purposes in God because of, of the fall and, and the corruption that, that spread through mankind. But when we give our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ, he can change us. He can strengthen us. He can help us to love as we should love. To take on His nature, His character. To take on His, his goodness and His righteousness. A friend of mine posted this on Facebook the other day, and I think he's 100% right. He says, God can, can save us and transform us so much that we don't have to be slaves to sin anymore. He can. 
but we also must become slaves to righteousness. The Apostle Paul says that. A friend of mine posted that as a reminder. If we want to be free from the corruption of the heart, if, 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 if we want to be free from sin, if we truly want, want to um, uh, reduce our troubles in life, if we truly want to find good and, and, and loving relationships in this life, if we want to get rid of this corruption of our hearts, then we must become slaves to righteousness. That means obedience to God. That means complete trust in God. That means a complete surrender to Him. And again, we don't do that out of fear or out of some sort of servile fear, afraid that God's going to strike us down at any minute. We do it because we love God because He has shown His love to us. The way, that we, the way in which we return our love to God is to worship and serve Him. And those two words are, in, are, are the same word in the Greek. And they're interchangeable depending on the context. Worship and service. Worship and service. If we want to truly find good in this life, and if we if truly want to find um, constant joy in this life, not, not, not just um, one-off pleasures in this life, then we've got to come to this place where we surrender to God and give our complete trust in Him, and, and, and He'll help us find the way. He'll help us find the joy in this life. He'll give us the, the, the pleasures that, that we need according to His will and way. And not, not the fleeting pleasures of sin, which are temporary, but the joys of, of strong and beautiful relationships. So many people, what's the old country song, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> Go, going from place to place, you know, finding lovers. And, and to the point of their being promiscuous. And I think a lot of the, the identity stuff is tied to sexuality. I mean, you can't help but being bombarded and it's even coming out in, in these doctor's offices when, when they're asking you um, how you identify and things like that. Well, um, are you homosexual? Are, are you lesbian? Are you, you know, I mean, all those things are, are tied to sexuality, it seems like. And, and, and it's, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it, it seems weird to me, but I guess it's understandable because um, I, I think Paul in his letters, addresses sexual immorality more than he does anything else. <laughs> Probably because he need, it needed to be pounded home. That that is to be surrendered to God as well and given to Him. And, and, and in doing so, we will we, find the pleasures of, of, of a loving relationship. That, that, that's, what that, that, that's what God created sexuality for. Is, is for marriage and, and, and to find that, that kind of intimacy and joy in a single person. Not, not just following my heart and my emotions, not, not just um, following some sort of romantic idea of, of what, what love is, although, although romance is involved, I admit that. I, it is very much involved. But God's way is like you find this in a person. If you want to find true intimacy and joy in life, 
you find it in, in, in another partner. Uh, and, 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 the, and the only relationship that he defines in, in the scriptures is between a man and a woman, a husband and his wife. And forget about all this gender transition stuff. I mean, a biological male and a biological female of the way God made them. That's how we find joy in life. Finding it in, in God's truth, the way that He made things, and when we trust and obey Him, as the song says earlier, we'll find the, the, the joys and pleasures of life that, that that song mentioned. And it's only in Him that we can find Him. If we follow our hearts, we're going to lead ourselves into more and more corruption and eventually into destruction. And I do say that there's a little bit of fear involved here because of what the Lord says here um, in verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Following our hearts is only going to lead us into more and more sin and it's going to lead us into God's judgment. But trusting the Lord with every aspect of our lives is going to lead us directly into the blessings and joys of, of this current life and the promise of an eternal future in Him. Let's stand.